because to be good writers and speakers, you need language other than the the specific definition. You know, you need the connecting words and language, especially if you have not grown up hearing that kind of language at home. And we're making it cultural, but we're also making it brain-based. Welcome to How to Have Kids Love Learning, where we explore ideas and strategies for parents and educators that help students thrive. I'm your host, Ed Madison. I'm a professor and researcher at the University of Oregon and serve as executive director of the Journalistic Learning Initiative, a nonprofit organization that empowers middle and high school students to discover their voice, improve academic outcomes, and become self-directed learners through project-based storytelling. Teaching students to become effective communicators is at the heart of JLI's work. Augusta Man is the originator of Touching the Spirit, a culture-centered set of teaching practices for accelerated student achievement. Her approach specifically benefits students of color in the areas of phonics, vocabulary, writing, and reading comprehension. She spent many years as a successful classroom teacher, literacy professional, professional development specialist, and manager of district and university-based staff development centers. She's based in Indianapolis, Indiana, and has led workshops across the U.S. Welcome, Augusta. When you use the term uh, culture-centered teaching, um, how is that distinct from traditional ways that students are taught? Well, I work mainly with African-American, with teachers of African-American students. And um, they know that when they ask me to join them in their schools, and in their districts. They know that I am focusing on African-American students who are not academically achieving as we know that they could. So I bring with me um, my study of research on African-American culture. When I was working, when I first started this work, I was working with uh, Dr. Wade Nobles in uh, California, San Francisco State, and he had gotten a large state grant, and uh, he had a center, um, Center for Culture Studies and Educational Achievement, um, and he asked me to come out to help make the scholarly research practical for classroom teachers, and that's how I developed the, my Touching the Spirit principles. But um, the culture piece, as Wade Nobles would say, is, and I, I got out a quote because uh, I thought we might be talking about this. Uh, he says, a people's indigenous culture anchors them to reality and so must be the starting point for all learning. So uh, studying with him and other deep scholars of African-American and African culture over many years, I see and help teachers see how we must make it meaningful, memorable. We must make it come alive. We must like make the learning come alive. And so with Touching the Spirit Principles, we're using rhythm recitation, meaningful repetition, and um, 
ritual in the sense of affirmations and performances, and then of course, relationships. So those are the five major touching the spirit principles. And they come from this idea that culture must be the starting point for all learning. So what I'm seeing is that with African-American students in schools where teachers and curriculum and materials are basically uh, European American middle class culture centered, which it makes sense, you know, that our students perk up and come alive and learn at an accelerated pace when we introduce more teaching materials and teaching strategies that do have a cultural base for them. Mm-hmm. So that's that might be a, that's a long yeah. answer yeah. to your yeah no 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 no. So can you can you describe what it looks like in action? Yes. Okay. I wanted to try something fun with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We, do, uh, we do dancing definitions called dancing definitions. Now the okay. students the students don't dance. Right. This the definitions dance because we're using rhythm and recitation and meaningful repetition, right? Parts of the touching the spirit principles. So I want to see if you can remember <laughs> if I teach you using dancing definitions and in okay. only a few minutes, if you can remember the academic language of a definition of a black hole. Now, the idea behind this is we teach, if we're teaching a unit on the universe to students, mm-hmm. say maybe mm-hmm. third grade, okay? And mm-hmm. they understand a, what a black hole is generally because they've seen, you've shown them videos and pictures and you talked about it, but can they speak about it and write about a black hole with the language mm-hmm. that is needed for mm-hmm. high academic? achievement, right? So we use mm-hmm. dancing definitions to help them accelerate in the internalization of this academic language. So this mm-hmm. is an example of a black hole if we want them to interpret the language with which to explain what they understand about this this piece of the universe, all right? So a black now the black the, the, the writing would be on a chart. So students would be looking at the chart as I am doing this. But since you're uh, so advanced, uh, I, you don't need the chart. <laughs> okay. We'll see. <laughs> a black hole is, okay, now students say, a black hole is, come on. And you a say, a black it hole me. is, a black hole is, a completely the completely empty space. Okay, say that. The com- a completely, completely empty space. Completely empty space. Good, good. A black hole is the completely empty space. Come on. A black, a black hole, hole is the completely, completely empty space. In the universe. In the universe. <laughs> Okay. okay. A say black hole time. is completely empty space in the universe. Universe. 
Now picture you had dinner last night and you have leftovers. So you make a motion to your mouth, leftover. Come on, leftover. Leftover, leftover. After a star explodes. After, after a, a star, star explodes. Okay, now explodes. from the beginning. A black, okay. a black hole, hole is a completely <laughs> empty space. Where? Left in over. The in no, the universe. In okay, a black Left. hole is a completely empty space yeah. in the universe. Left now, over. Now. Good. Left after, over after good. a star explodes. And its center collapses. And its center collapses. <laughs> Under its own tremendous gravity. 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 Tremendous one, gravity. one more time and then I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> Left okay. over. <laughs> Left over. Left over. After. After a star explodes, and its center and collapses, center its center collapses under its own tremendous gravity. Under its own under its own tremendous gravity. Under its own tremendous. All right, I'll help you through the whole thing. Okay. And what people can't see is that you're you are you are you're you're active in motion and you know and so you're it's not just giving people words, kids words right. to try to remember, but you're, you're, right. you're animated as you're talking about. And this. they, okay. and they have the words on the chart in front of them. On the chart, All right, let's right. just try together, um, please. <laughs> okay. Right. A black hole, a is black hole the is completely, is completely a complete empty space, space in the universe. Good. Left over. After, after a, a star, star explodes, and its center collapses, and its center collapses under its own tremendous gravity. Under its no. own tremendous gravity. Gotcha. Okay. You did, you did very well. Very well. All right. <laughs> I, I thought. I said, well, if I give this example, it, it tells a lot. It yeah, tells that sure. we're going for high academic standards yes standards of excellence and we need to help students develop the academic language along with the knowledge mm -hmm. because to be good writers and speakers you need language other than the the specific definition you know you need the connecting words and language especially if you have not grown up hearing that kind of language at home mm -hmm. and so uh and we're making it cultural but we're also making it brain-based because mm -hmm. the brain the brain research and i i use that all the time with teachers because most of the teachers are european american uh, background and so they may not move and think and recite and have the rhythm that uh, many of African-American students already have. And so mm -hmm. I, I give them research on the brain is that the brain seeks patterns. Mm -hmm. The brain loves novelty and attention. Mm -hmm. 
a brain is a social brain. So we have students working together a lot. You see, Movement and learning is important to the brain. You see things like that, emotions and, it, and attention. So we're right along the same track here. Yeah. Uh, so it occurs to me that, you know, around middle school is the age where students uh, can start to um, to feel that if they're they're comparison, they're comparing themselves to their peers. And if their one friend is in a, you know, considered a, a stronger math group or reading group or whatever, they start to think that they're not capable. Um, yeah. And uh, and so it, it sounds like with this this approach, I mean, you're you're allowing kids to develop, I guess, what we call in academia sort of self-efficacy. Like they're really they're starting to realize, wait, I can do this. You know, I am I I'm, I am, I can do this. And then therefore they don't get discouraged. Is that what you find? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have the same issues with decoding and fluency in the lower grades. Mm -hmm. Decoding fluency phonics is uh, very important because, of course, if you cannot decode fairly fluently, your reading comprehension is not going to be uh, adequate mm -hmm. if you can't read, you know. So I work a lot with kindergarten through third grade teachers, and we have to accelerate the rate of decoding and fluency. A lot of middle school students are still not fluent enough in in the uh, primary grade uh, decoding uh, skills, mm -hmm. and so that would be a big factor for middle school students who don't feel adequate with mm -hmm. the middle school uh, level work. Now, how do you uh, how do you advise uh, parents to reinforce this at, at home? Because uh, I know you do some work in through churches, right? Or well, we have a new project, and it is uh, through uh, the support of new schools, and mm -hmm. it is one component of it is the church involvement mm -hmm. in helping with student academic mastery performances. So. Mm -hmm. The example that, that we just went through with the, the black hole and the definition and the academic language, if we have students know that they're going to be recorded, maybe videotaped with parent approval, of course, then we have a list of definitions that they are to master, meaning they understand them and then they can use this language with which to explain uh, the definitions then they do it as a performance, which is deep in African-American culture, is performance. And the recitation, the orality that comes with that is deep in the culture. Uh, mm -hmm. And the vitality of performance. So they prepare with parents and with church. With ch we have the performances in school and in the community, in churches in the community. So the vision is big, like we see hundreds of people coming <laughs> to hear students academically perform. Mm -hmm. Just like we have lots of families who come to school when their students are performing in choirs and singing, right? We would have them coming when the students are performing the academic uh, mm -hmm. abilities, you see. 
So that's where the church, the church comes in as part of the, the major part of the community. Mm -hmm. You know, for so many years in education policy, there's been this talk about the achievement gap between black students and their peers. Um, and, you know, what do you, I guess it's just, it's a, it's a deficit thinking that somehow, you know, uh, black kids are not capable of, of um, achieving at the same level as, as their peers. But um, is there something just inherently wrong about, you know, maybe 40 years of policy, <laughs> you know, um, in terms of trying to address this issue? Well, there's so many factors there within our country, <laughs> yeah. in our country, the history of, uh, of African-American people um, is like no other people's history. Um, and that puts us behind right there. The other, the other issues are poverty. Um, the, the, the rate of, of poverty in black community is lower than almost any other group. Poverty means uh, rates of poverty, rates of uh, how, much, how much money do you have to go to museums and to go to various, to get on airplanes and go places to give your, your children uh, lots of um, background knowledge that just comes naturally if you're traveling or you're having certain experiences. So, but the, the bottom line is the culture piece. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm studying all the greats. I don't want to name them except Wade Nobles because I worked directly with him and he asked me to come out there to work with him in, in the uh, university there, San Francisco State, and that's where I really started to formalize my work. But so many greats, African-American scholars have worked on this cult, on this issue. And we have highly successful teachers of African-American students where the students outperform the normal, uh, the mm -hmm. norm, which is based on uh, middle-class uh, European-American students, you know. So it is it's not, of course, that they cannot, but you have to accelerate. When students are behind, the curriculum that is in the school, then you have to accelerate the teaching in order for them to catch up. Gotcha. That, yeah. makes, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Augusta, you're doing wonderful work. How can people learn more about this and find out more? Okay, they can go to my website, uh, successfulteachers.com. Okay. Successfulteachersplural.com. Or they can also go to uh, patreon.com slash Augusta Man. There's a the collection of 130 plus videos there. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Yes. Thank you so much for your time today. We'll put that information in the show notes and I'll make sure you get uh, a link to access this. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful and great to have met you at the New Schools event in uh, Oakland, and I look forward to seeing you and talking with you further. Thank you. All right now. Okay. Great. Bye-bye. Thanks. How to Have Kids Love Learning is produced by the Journalistic Learning Initiative. For more information about our work, please visit journalisticlearning.com.